Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, I'll be joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, sitting in his car, no less, somewhere on a highway in the UK, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself, and he's gone mobile. Hola, hola, I'm actually in um, Stack HQ Towers, but I'm in... <laughs> What can only be described as the parking lot, uh, because uh, because of a last minute change of our studios and Chris's <laughs> very busy week and my very busy week, um, I'm broadcasting from my car. But what I will say is that um, if you uh, worked as a voiceover in the mm. '90s and the noughties, um this was kind of how a lot of like jobbing voiceovers would do their voiceovers. They would sit in a lay-by. <laughs> And they would record their um, little voiceovers with a towel over their head. Because, to be honest, despite the fact there's quite a lot of um, uh, mirrored surfaces in a car, the acoustics mm. aren't that bad in a stationary car when it comes to being a recording studio. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> Look at you trying to make up for the situation. I don't need a $20,000 studio. I've got my Fiat 500. Hey, Actually, no, most, it's a Jaguar, most, isn't it? Most, most weeks, Chris, uh, it is very much clear that this uh, that this is a much better uh, set of uh, um, environments, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a surreal experience, but it sounds good. And that's all yeah. that matters, right? It's the it, the ends justify the means. That's how do. the Abroad Japan podcast gets done. I'm at my ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just had a tasty old lasagna. I, you know, like <laughs> Japan Garfield. <laughs> Meanwhile, bloody the Garfield. <laughs> Pete Donaldson in a, in a fucking car park in London. Well, I've, I've just had a, a top quality lasagna yeah, at yeah, my yeah. favourite coffee shop. So, go me. It's, lasagna um, from a coffee shop. I know the level good. of food in Japan is good, but you're eating lasagna bought at a coffee shop. No, it's no, not no, no. right. Uh. This is this is good stuff. Like, there's lots of coffee shops in Japan. You got your Starbucks, your Tullys, your Cafe Veloce, but yeah. Hoshino Coffee. Hoshino is the one to go for. The interior is like a sort of gothic 1920s-style gangster hideout, like where they had prohibition. Maybe yeah. that's... I don't know if that's an accurate description. That's how I feel about it anyway. But you sort yeah. of go in, and it's kind of like you can't see inside from the outside, right? So it's kind of mysterious, like a speakeasy. And mm. you go downstairs, and you get your... 
iced coffee in a nice tin, a nice iron tin cup, and you order your lasagna, and you're all good to go. And It, it was, sounds it was like a... prison, Chris. It's very no, much no, sounds no, no, like no, no, no. An, a tin cup, lasagna, what's going on? <laughs> Don't You've fallen on hard times. Is Tokyo no, that no. expensive? <laughs> <laughs> it is good, though. If you ever get to Tokyo or Japan, Hoshi no, Hoshi no Coffee. I don't know why I can never remember the name. Hoshino Coffee. And mm. best Hoshino coffee in town. Porcelain, more like. Hoshino <laughs> And best coffee in town. And dare I say, the best lasagna. One of the few places you can easily acquire the lasagna you sorely deserve when you come to Japan. It's not that good, mm. though. It's like microwave level. But it's better than nothing. I'll take what I get in Japan. Okay, I'll take what cool. I get. <laughs> We've got a story this week from Sally from Perth who says, Hi, uncomplicated Chris and philosoph- <laughs> philosophical Pete. I oh. feel like... The title "Philosophical Pete." It's it kind of doesn't really work when I've got a video feed of Pete sort of looking really stressed in his car, hey, looking I've around had, out the I've window. I've had enough <laughs> philosophical debates with myself in a lay-by. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think all abroad in Japan podcasts should just be recorded with Pete in various truck side roadside stops across the. Hey, UK. look! It, look, I think it gives us. I think it gives. Hope to us all on weeks where we're nice and busy. You're moving your studio around. I'm faffing about. I think just find a nice, comfortable, warm lay-by, maybe a lasagna <laughs> on your lap, and get a podcast recorded. <laughs> who needs who dream. needs the fripperies of a £1 million broadcasting studio, I tell you? Who <laughs> needs it? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. He was a radio DJ once. Anyway, Philosophical P, Uncomplicated Chris. On our second trip to Japan in 2019, we wanted to attend the last night of an illumination festival in Kyoto on the evening that we arrived. We dropped off our luggage and met our local guide, an elderly Japanese man uh, called Hiro. After the evening tour ended around 9pm, we realised how hungry we were and invited our guide to choose a restaurant and have dinner with us. And we passed a restaurant after restaurant, None of them met Hiro's approval. He was quite a demanding <laughs> man, apparently. I wondered what his criteria was for this groundbreaking choice. Finally, mm. Hiro chose a curry rice restaurant, and we ate. After dinner, we said our goodbyes. I can't, what the? F- what is this interaction? <laughs> what, how did, they didn't even really dwell on... Oh, as a local guide, all right, it wasn't just a strange, random man. That's, that's made it a lot better. A couple mm. of days later, we spotted Hiro at a temple where he was waiting for an American couple that he was guiding. The reason for his dinner choice soon became obvious when, in daylight, we could see he hardly had any teeth, teeth left, making slurping the best option. Oh, my God. We <laughs> wished, this is horrible, we wished we had understood the problem he faced sooner. And I think maybe dental work is beyond the budget of many elderly Japanese people. Thanks for the podcast. Don't change a thing, Sally from Perth. Well, don't worry, Sally. The only changes we'll make uh, Pete Donaldson hosting in a car. Mm. But I mean, the, the I, I, dental services in Japan are actually reasonably priced. That's no excuse. I, it, I mean, that, I don't know how I feel about that. Mildly repulsed at the idea of this man with no teeth slurping up <laughs> a man curry. I don't want to read that after eating lasagna. Taking, how's he going to, how's he going to, he'll have to liquidise his lasagna if he wants to get involved <laughs> oh. in that caper. But I think, so he's, so he's basically dragged this, this couple to uh, a diff- the restaurant that does the most liquidised food. It's lovely stuff. That's what I mean. I think we assume when we're being kind of led by the nose or led by the hand to a, uh, to different places that people know what they're talking about, but they frequently don't. They're just selfish and they want a milkshake. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I. This is just a, a weird scenario. But what a you seem like a lovely guide, though. And uh, you mm. know, I think 
I, I've never really recommended money guides for people coming to travel Japan, but I do recommend it in the sense that obviously Japan, it can be quite intimidating unless you're mm. ballsy like Pete Donaldson and you'll burst into any door, shop, restaurant or bar. It takes courage. It takes confidence, which even I sorely lack. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I sound so high and mighty there. Even I lack courage. Even I lack courage. <laughs> but not oh. humility, clearly. But <laughs> I think, um, yeah, don't, don't, don't rule out getting a tour guide. You never know who you might find. Mm. You might get lucky. You might get Hiro down in Kyoto and you might get a tasty, <laughs> tasty a curry tasty rice meal. tasty curry. <laughs> oh, I've thrown in. Um, uh. But over to the news this week and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's liquid bit of another form. And I'm not yeah, so I mean, form. if you want um, your lasagna or your curry or whatever oh, uh, drink you've chosen to liquidise this week, um, you're going to have to, if you are South Korean, be a little bit careful about where you get your salt from because the South Koreans are rushing to stockpile salt. Um, the South Koreans have begun to mm. hoard excessive amounts of sea salt and other items because Japan... <laughs> is preparing to dump treated radioactive water from the Fukushima power plant into the sea. Uh, Japan is set to release uh, more than 1 million metric tonnes of water in the Pacific that we, was used to cool damaged reactors at the power plant north of Tokyo after it was hit by a, an earthquake and tsunami in 2011. Um, mm. Tokyo has repeatedly assured that the water is safe and has been filtered to remove most isotopes, though it does contain uh, traces of tritium, or tritium, tritium uh, an isotope of hydrogen hard to separate from water. Japan has not set a date for the release. The announcement has made fishermen and shoppers across the region apprehensive. Uh, South Korea's fisheries authorities have vowed to ramp up efforts to monitor natural sea salt uh, farms for any rise in radioactive substances and maintain a ban of seafood um, from the waters near Fukushima. Um, mm. and, and yeah, it's it's interesting because they they um, the, the Koreans obviously any comp- uh, any company any country rather hey aren't most countries companies these days. Um, they are very much... Uh, they're going to have a stockpile of, of, of pretty much everything, the main staples that the country uses anyway. Um, it's what the you know the famous EU butter mountain was all about back in the day that people used to mm. talk about. Um, and it just made me excited for a big mountain of butter that you could ski down. <laughs> but that's probably not how that was, that was meant. But, um, yeah, I mean, every responsible country does maintain a supply of, of this sort of thing um, for, for eventualities um, because salt is important. But I would say that if you are being assured that the, uh, you know, it, it, Fukushima is such an emotive kind of, you know, it was a nuclear disaster of one, mm. of, of which there have only been two major ones, you would say, in history. Two or and three, so, yeah. like, if, like, if they, if a, if a company, if a country is kind of like saying that they're dumping this water and they've made it safe, I would tend to believe that it's the offshore, mm-hmm. it's the dodgy com- chemical companies around, like you know, China and, and places. I that are just constantly jumping shit into the rivers and waterways and doing whatever the hell they want that they would be worried about. There are um, like like loads of fish around where I come from in Teesside uh, that are just dying because there's this been this um, chemical spill, clear chemical uh, interaction with the flora and fauna of of, of, of Teesside, and nobody knows who's done it. Um, they've got some very good ideas, uh, but the um, but the but the government up there are very much in the pockets of these big, big companies, uh, and they're not making any moves to get that sorted out. So right. they're, they're the things that I worry about. That's the things I sort of worry about. But, you know, Fukushima being such an emotive thing, 
it will have to have been done correctly. It will have to have been done safely. It just it, there's just no other way of doing it. I mean, I played devil's advocate on both sides there. Um, mm. Devil's avocado. Had too much Ooh. avocado recently. The um, I mean, Tepco, the company overseeing it, aren't the greatest company. They've done a lot right. of dodgy things. Um, I think it's if one of those situations. What would you do if you had 22 trillion bakerels of treated water that was still contaminated with tritium in various kind of huge tanks around the Fukushima nuclear reactor? They have to yeah. do something with it, right? And the decision's either let it sit there and leak anyway or release it very slowly into the sea. And, of course, Japanese fishermen are enraged by this because uh, psychologically I think a lot of people are going to be wary to eat fish from anywhere sourced from down yeah. the East Coast. But beyond that, there's an element of um, schadenfreude. Element. Schadenfreude. Nice. Element of Tritium. Oh, clever. Tritium. Uh, there's an element of schadenfreude from South Korea and China, uh, particularly China, because, of course, they are not... The cleanest country, and uh, just a few weeks ago, about two months ago, I reported that uh, a huge amount of smog basically enshrouded all of Japan that come over from China, mm. full of heavy, like, all sorts of metals and whatnot. The entire sky of Japan turned yellow and created right. this thin layer of dust on cars, on surfaces, oh. on windows. It was terrifying, and the you know it, it, you kind of had to wear a mask that week because you just didn't mm. want it getting in your lungs. And not only that, but China's own nuclear reactors uh, along the coastline of China put out more uh, bakerels of tritium, of treated nuclear water than uh, Fukushima ever could. Like the, There was an article I read that uh, apparently there's 22 trillion bakerels of treated water, Fukushima, right? 22 trillion, mm. an astonishing yeah. amount. Meanwhile, in China, you know, along the coastline, there are no less than four massive nuclear reactors, each of them putting out more than each of them putting out more than Fukushima. One of them puts out 112 million, another 143 million, 100, sorry, 143 trillion. So, you know, China itself is just as guilty of polluting if it likes to go down that route. So there is a, a huge political element. I think China and South Korea are quietly glad that uh, mm. at last they can sort of pick on Japan for this, where Japan's air quality, if you ever look at an air quality map, Japan is mm. very luckily um, has some of the nicest air in Asia. Not because it's necessarily the cleanest country, but because it's got the nice Pacific air currents, the Siberian winds uh, and whatnot. So, yeah, mm. I think before China starts getting all high and mighty over this, they should also take a look at themselves and the incredible contamination that is allowed to go on across the country on a scale that makes yeah. Fukushima or Japan's industrial output look trivial in comparison. Mm. Um, and the same for South Korea. But yeah, there, there is no doubt the governments are quietly a little bit glad about this, that they get to point fingers and shout at Japan over it. Um, but at the same time, I can't defend Japan entirely. They should have built a bigger fucking wall in front of the nuclear reactor, and then this wouldn't have happened in the first place. But they didn't, because it cost a little bit of money to build the wall one metre higher. I don't know why I started sounding like oh, an Essex I was, person there. I was about putting... Putting walls up, never about tearing them down, are you? You're so, well, so it's a good thing you're not in charge of nuclear construction. <laughs> <laughs> pull down the wall, pull it down. Yeah, well, like, you know, uh, there's the reactor that was way closer to the epicenter of the tsunami up in Onagawa, um, which mm. I featured in the documentary. And there was so much closer to the epicenter, but the wall was a lot yeah. higher. It took the brunt of the tsunami, it held it off, right. and they didn't have the meltdown, the leaking situation that uh, Fukushima had because they didn't build the wall high enough to take the brunt 
of the tsunami. So really, I'm very like I'm very compared to all of the uh, renewables and stuff. Like bearing in mind like how much things are going to cost and how uh, governments are willing to get involved in committing uh, to this massive mm. change that we're going to obviously have to make at some point. I'm, I'm as a kind of stepping stone in the interim. I am massively pro um, nuclear power, but mm, mm. but I just don't think countries that have endless <laughs> eruptions and earthquakes and let's face it, bears um, should be allowed. In. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just think, it I is just terrifying. Think it's just uh, it's just asking for it. Put it in Birmingham. We've had one in a hundred years. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's almost a testament to Japan how this has never happened before with any previous yeah. reactors. Or maybe it has. I'm not in-depth. I don't have in-depth knowledge of Japan's nuclear history when it comes to reactors. But it's a horrible situation. And really, the people mm. that suffer are the locals of Fukushima, the fishermen whose livelihoods have gone up in smoke. I remember... I think I mentioned a year ago, two years ago, I nearly got a job promoting Fukushima, uh, the mm. food and whatnot, because Fukushima is an amazing place, and it's a huge prefecture that goes inland, far from the coast, far from the afflicted areas. And they told me they really wanted me to promote the seafood, and I was like, no, I cannot in any good conscience yeah. promote the seafood, not with that high levels of tritium going into the sea, well, my, where my, studies my shown that it can create... yeah. Yeah, my, my dad used to have a mate who used to fish specifically very close to Hartlepool Power Station um, uh, oh because the fish were um, big and massive. And oh, no. um, let's because it was just you know new, warm, you know nuclear runoff. <laughs> you know, mm. you know, safe, but still, like you just you know, with the best will in the world, you don't want to be eating that fish. You just don't want to be. No, no, you don't. And um, <laughs> the nature of tritium. While it can't, I don't believe the radiation, the radiation from tritium can penetrate through skin. If it's mm. consumed, i.e., through fish or seafood, right. then that can potentially create cancer. There was a study on that back in 2014. So, Sorry, I don't man. know. It's a horrible I'll, situation, I'll, man. I'll just stick it's to a really my bad meals situation. that involve diet coke, which seems to be oh <laughs> my decided <God>. now. <laughs> Aspartame is just as bad as that. Oh that's God! A story for another day. But there you go, guys. Um, that's what's going on in Japan. And the word on the street is. I say, word on the street, on they're going to start releasing the water into the sea uh, around August so far, uh, so as I've heard anyway, mm. uh, but they're being quite mysterious and secretive about it. Delicious. Um, they're being delicious And it's going to take, it. well, it's going to take a very long time to do it. They're doing it mm. at such a slow diluted rate that they're hoping the, the slow rate will sort of help the process, like um, <laughs> okay. over six, seven years or whatnot. But uh, yeah, terrible situation. I also am pro-nuclear, believe it or not. Um, I think coal, oil, all this stuff is just as bad for the amount of crap it releases into the air. I think we're both biased, though, Pete, as we're asthmatic and uh, carbon dioxide <laughs> and all this stuff in the air yeah, doesn't do and, any, and also, any favours either. Uh, the nuclear power station very much employs a lot of people uh, near where I live. So <laughs> probably one of the only few. It used to be dioxide that used to make tetradioxide that my dad used to work mm. for for 20 years. Oh, my favourite. Um, but uh, favourite favorite dioxide. Love um, it. I think that's all Better done. Than um, they've closed that up. But, uh, yeah, they've... Uh, the, 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 obviously, the power station uh, employed a lot of people. A lot of people did work experience when I was at school uh, up in mm. the power station. And I've said it before, um, at one point at the nuclear power station uh, <laughs> in one of the toilets, uh, somebody smeared uh, shit on the walls of one of the toilets <laughs> uh, and wrote in their own shit, uh, I love to shop. Um, what still, the fuck? I think about that 
every day of my life. <laughs> All my thoughts on North England are basically shaped by you. Um, yeah. The image you've created and ca- cultivated and carved out in my mind over the last five <laughs> years is, uh, well, it's far from good. Let's say no. that much. Anyway. We love to, we love to shop, though. We just love to <laughs> shop. <laughs> For fuck's sake. God damn it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, when Japan closed down its nuclear reactors after this, it became a lot more reliant on oil, coal, gas, and uh, yeah. Yeah, the the air quality and everything else took a hit for it. But we will see what happens. We'll continue to report on this story as it happens. But for now, guys, we're back uh, just a moment with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Woohoo! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Jordan, your beautiful Baron Broad and decadent Duke Donaldson. My question is about tourists visiting Shinto temples and participating in activities. Is it welcomed or is it tacky? And is it different in the countryside temples? Jordan wants to get involved in the church scene, hmm. in or the shrine scene, or the temple scene. I've... I've only done it once. It was like some sort of weird ad to promote Sendai, where I just get in right. these videos and do stuff. And um, mm. they had me sit in this chair in a... Do you know when you go in like a, t- a temple or a shrine, there's a bit where you can't really access, right. uh, but the priests go and there's like a, a shrine where they pray and candles and incense. I got to sit there in a chair and he <laughs> got what was smoke. only... Yeah, smoky room. Uh, he got like a stick covered in leaves and he sort of mm. slapped me with it a few times. And that oh. was that was interesting. Um, there's also the place I can't remember what it's called um, ah, I can't remember what it's called the Zen Buddhism practice where you sit in silence and basically meditate in silence 
often with your eyes shut, and they come round intermittently and tap you with a stick to keep you awake through the lengthy meditative <laughs> process. Because let's face it, when you're sitting there, eyes shut, in this nice peaceful room with this kind of smoke drifting gently, the, uh, the incense drifting across your nose, you do become quite drowsy. So you need the stick, mm. big smack on you, to sort of wake you up a bit. So you can do that at Zen Buddhist sort of temples and shrines across the country, um, yeah. But that's not Shinto. So th- there are such things that exist, though. Um, do your homework, and they are worth doing. If you're into that sort of thing, it's, it's fascinating. Um, mm. And I would recommend my favourite is probably uh, Mount Hagoro up in Yamagata. Um, go and check that out. We've got one here from Jeremiah, who says, Dear podcast, Pete, and insert adjective, Chris. That's just lazy, Jeremiah. It's just very lazy indeed. <laughs> my name's Jeremiah from Pennsylvania, US. I am a big fan of soda. I am a big fan. Do you mean I am a big fan? Uh, I'm a big fan of soda, specifically diet soda. And I was wondering if diet sodas are a big thing in Japan. I tend to watch a lot of videos about Japan, but I never seem to see anything related to diet soda. He needs to know about that diet soda. Thanks for all the hard work, content, guys. All the best. Jeremiah. Terrible Pete, week Pete, why Jeremiah. is there no soda in Japan? Where's <laughs> diet soda, Pete? Um, I don't know. I don't see a lot of diet soda, I must admit, because mm. the Japanese are all about that full flavour and the... Um, artisanal um, feeling of drinking a latte branded um, uh, <laughs> multicoloured goop um, uh, from a vending machine. Yeah, I don't see a lot of uh, diet stuff. I don't know why that isn't popular. Um, maybe it's becoming more popular or less popular because the aspartame thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, 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 yeah, diet soda doesn't, doesn't, doesn't feel like a big thing for me. And, and even if um, there was diet sodas, I w- probably wouldn't be able to figure out on the packaging which ones were diet and which ones were anywhere. Yeah, it's true. I love it how everyone just nobody knows the pronunciation of, of aspartame. Some call it what do you call it? You call it aspartame. A oh, friend of mine calls know. it aspartame, which sounds like a village aspartame. in like a, in a Greek village where they train yeah. soldiers <laughs> like Sparta. Um, but apparently it creates, it causes cancer. So yeah, carcinogenic drinks. Uh, they do have like, diet drinks do exist here, but mm. it's always like under a weird sort of brand name. Like I have Coca-Cola Zero, for example, and they've got Coca-Cola Plus, which is apparently supposed to help you lose weight and burn fat. It's got some yeah. sort of ingredients in it that help you burn fat. I think it's bollocks, but <laughs> Coca-Cola think it's genius. And uh, yeah, Coca-Cola Plus, drink that, lose weight, live the dream. Mm. Hopefully it's not got aspartame in it. But no, it, it does exist, Jeremiah. I just don't know if it's as popular as it is in the West. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Well, we've got mm. one last question from Ramon from Switzerland here. He says, Beloved Pete the Pimp and Chris the Courtesan. I like that one. Oh. I'm aching to see a J- Japanese wrestling match someday, but I have absolutely no idea about the local scene. Any advice on finding a great match and how to secure tickets? Thank you, guys. All the best. Ramon from Switzerland. Pete, yeah. you are the man. I just broke my mic. My microphone just fell over. <laughs> Tell us about wrestling in Japan. No one better place than you. I think uh, the last time uh, I went to see wrestling, obviously a very long time ago, but I watched New mm. Japan's uh, Best of the Super Juniors show and got to see some really, really good, talented wrestlers. Um, I would say just turn up at Currican Hall. Uh, just turn up, it's past, I think it's past Akihabara kind of way. Um, turn up at Currican Hall. There's always some wrestling on. Um, head on over to the New Japan websites or uh, maybe um, there's a guy called uh, Mark Pickering who I think occasionally listens to this show actually, um, who's uh, one of the main commentators for NOAA, uh, which is another wrestling company. 
company out there. Um, if New Japan haven't got something on, Noah will have something on. And if Noah hasn't got something on, there'll be another company that has some wrestling on. Um, I, I must admit, I've not looked for a Japanese uh, wrestling website for a little while. Uh, but um, yeah, just look at the main, the main big two players. And no mm. doubt uh, there will be some wrestling on while you're in Japan. Because uh, as my mate Mark went up to, um, I think it was near Corican Hall for a, uh, to, to, to look for tickets, uh, basically said, um, basically asked, I mean, is there, uh, like, wh- when is the rest, like, which days are wrestling on? Which day, day is the wrestling on? And the reply <laughs> right. was, wrestling is on every day. Because uh, wrestling never ends. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you, you know, obviously there's massive variations between quality, but there is wrestling happening in every town at every point during the, uh, during the calendar. So, so you won't be short of uh, seeing some really, really good stuff out there. Yeah, and I, I, we have a good friend, Sean, down in Osaka. He's always heavily involved in it, and he's always posting photos. It does look like a lot of fun, and the Osaka scene seems really good because people mm. down in Osaka and Kansai area, they're a little bit more wacky, crazy, eccentric, and the sort of mm. people you want to watch wrestle, I think. So, yeah, I only know about that down in Osaka, but uh, I hope that helps, Ramon. Is your friend Mark Pickering related to uh, Ronnie Pickering? The guy from that meme. <laughs> Remember, have well, you seen I, that I, meme? I only know. Well, I only know him. He's been on this show before. I, I only know him through um, through the online. But uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's a, um, he's one of the main commentators on on Noah, which is a very difficult job, I imagine, doing wrestling commentary because you got to know all the moves. You got to know who the fellas are, who the lasses are, <laughs> and what they're up to, and make it sound entertaining. Very difficult. Very difficult. Does sound like fun. Does sound mm. fun. Well, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. And we'll see you right back here to do all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.